The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Hello, everybody. I'm so grateful for you tuning in for my debut. Oh, wow. I'm just oh, feeling so much gratitude. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, today is all about my journey into mediumship. And it is, as I often tell people, kind of an odd one. (laughs) It started a little over 10 years ago. And it was something that I actually never believed was possible, which is why I chose to speak about it so that it really can invite each and every one of you to look into your life as to what you've decided is impossible and maybe, just maybe, invite you into some possibilities. And I was, all those years ago, working as a psychiatric nurse for people with disabilities took a Reiki workshop, which is an alternative healing modality, just on a whim, just one of those things I just signed up for. And from that moment, everything started to shift and change in my world. I was opened up to the energy of something that I'd never even knew was possible in terms of just the energy that we be, the energy that we have in our bodies and around us. And I used it on myself. I used it on anybody who would lay down in front of me. I would used it on anybody I could send it to because Reiki is one of those things you can send distance. And I was using it all the time. And I really had no target for it or no intention it was just fun you know I could just I could see the difference it would make for people I could feel the difference in my life and in my body and I just played with it and about six months after that I was visiting a friend and her and I had set up to do Reiki after supper and so we had a nice visit and then we set the set the mood, so to speak. We lit a couple of candles, shut all the lights off. She was laying on the Reiki table. And in those six months, what I had done was I had trained myself how to tap into my intuition or awareness, depending on what you want to call it. And the way that I had done it and and If you're looking at doing more of that yourself, you may want to take note here, uh, is that I, (laughs) I found a way to be really, really present in the moment. 
because that is one way to connect with all the energies, whether it's stuff going on in your body, whether you've got questions about the spirit world, whether you want to connect with a certain spirit, whatever it may be. When you are present, you can access and receive that information. And in this world, uh, we've pretty much taught ourselves to go 110 miles an hour multitasking, thinking about tomorrow and yesterday at the same time. And so I had taught myself how to stay present. And that was how I was receiving information. And so what I was doing with her was just doing Reiki and focusing in on a problem that she was having with her stomach. She had asked me to do it um, ahead of time. So I said, okay, but you need to be quiet, which is what I needed at the time. She needed to be quiet. I needed to be really, really focused on being present uh, just because I was basically learning how to do it for the first time in my life. And what I would do, how I would stay present was multiplication tables in my head. I know that sounds funny, especially if you're good at math, but believe me, when you're not good at math, multiplication tables in your head forces you to be very present. And that's what I would just do them over and over and over in my head. And then I would get some sort of information. I might just have a feeling in my body. I might have a word come to mind. I might have um, a picture in my mind. However, the information came in, and I wasn't focused on how it had to come in. I just allowed it to come in in whichever form it came in. So just imagining the scene, she's laying on the Reiki table, and the candle's going, it's dark, and I've asked her to be quiet. So it's very peaceful, very calming, and I have my hands on her stomach area, and I'm doing my multiplication tables to stay present to allow whatever information to come in so that she can clear up whatever was going on with her stomach. And in my head, in my own voice, so the voice that I talk to, to myself, I thought I said to myself, tell her I love her. And I remember being so confused because... <laughs> It One, I mean, of course I do love her, and I did love her, and it, of course, but it really wasn't this time or the place to be declaring that love to her. Um, and the way that I said it to myself sounded really strange, because normally if I was going to say that, it'd be like, oh, I really love her, not tell her I love her, but I didn't spend much time on it. it was like oh whatever and I just kind of scooted it out of my mind and went back to my multiplication tables going along maybe for another say 30 seconds or so and again tell her I love her came into my mind and that was so confusing to me but once again I just scooted it out of my mind and went back to my to my multiplication tables and then again very strongly this time was tell her I love her and I remember so specifically in my head asking the question not that I knew what I was doing but it was like what is going on why am I thinking this and in the moment I asked that question I became so aware that there was a gentleman with us and it was 
the strongest knowing I've ever had up to that point in my life. I just knew who he was. And I have no logic behind that. I have no way to say it was because of this or because of that. There was nothing. It was just, I knew who he was. And he was a a friend of hers who had committed suicide. I had never met him before, even when he was on earth. I knew about him, of course, because she's a very dear friend of mine. So we had talked about him. And so because of that, I went to what probably so many of you have done to yourselves. I went to the doubt. I went to there's no way that he's here. There's no way that he's talking to me. I really, truly believed that you could strengthen your intuition or your psychic abilities. I never believed it was possible to become a medium. There was some sort of book I read or somebody told me something where it was really based on if you you were born with it or you weren't. You know, if you were a medium as a child, then you would access that. You could access it as an adult. Uh, but never did I believe you could start it. And I was, I was a couple of days short of turning 30. So it was like all that doubt was there and there was just no way in my world that I would allow that to be possible. Now, (laughs) he wasn't going to play with my limitations or be limited by my limitations or my disbelief. He had a message to get to her, and he was willing to do anything to get it to her. And I'm so grateful that he did, but honestly, at the time, I'll tell you, it was a little um, (laughs) unnerving. (laughs) So as I'm you know, kind of trying to push him out, thinking that I'm making this up. There's no way this is happening, all of that. Uh, all of a sudden, he starts saying, tell her, tell her, tell her. And a car alarm outside starts going off and beeping at the same rate that he's saying that. Oh, you guys, uh, <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> there was nothing that was going to stop me from telling her because it was just it's so freaky for me because I had just not had that experience. So I said to her, and this is still, we laugh about it to this day because she's laying there waiting for me to tell her what's wrong with her stomach and has no idea what's been going on for the past 5, 10, 15 minutes. I, I can't even tell you how long it was that him and I were in conversation before I shared with her. And so I said to her, I have something to tell you, but you can't kick me out. (laughs) And she she just looked at me wide-eyed. She's like, oh no, there's something horribly wrong with my stomach, isn't there? I knew it. And I looked at her like, what are you talking about? And then I remembered what I was supposed to be doing. I'm like, oh gosh, no, it has nothing to do with that. I said, you know here's what's going on and I'm sorry if it goes against your beliefs because it was something her and I had never discussed. So I didn't know what her beliefs were. Heck, I didn't even know what mine were. Um, and I said, but here, here's what he keeps saying to me. Here's what he wants you to know. Uh, and, and at that point I had, um, I then asked him some other questions, things that I wouldn't know because, you know, she's a dear friend and he committed suicide and of course, I would want her to know that he loves her. You know, so it was just really asking him some other things about him or uh, things around 
uh, his life that I didn't know. So he was giving me that information and I was just passing it on to her and she was able to validate it. So both and I, her and I just had these huge eyes looking at each other going, what is this? Like, this is so strange. And it felt so good. Like his energy was so kind and so caring and so intense. (laughs) You know, it was just so important that she knew that he loved her. And we just had this amazing evening connecting with them and there was laughs and there was tears and it was just so phenomenal. And when I left there, I remember shaking my head going, wow, wow. And when I got home that night, (laughs) I did what I, I always say anybody in my situation would have done because my husband was away for the weekend. So I was coming home to an empty house and it was very late. I think it was probably one in the morning by the time I got home. So what I did (laughs) was I went into the house and turned every light on (laughs) so that nobody could, or, you know, it wouldn't be, wouldn't scare me. So stay tuned. We're going to go off to a commercial break here shortly, and I will share the rest of the story and also talk about some typical signs and symbols that your your loved ones may be giving you that you maybe haven't even tapped into yet. What are the possibilities? your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed are you curious about entities have you always wondered if you have a special gift with entities join me glenice hughes in this phenomenal two-day class gifts talents and capacities with entities it will assist you in expanding and exponentializing your awareness and mastering your communication with entities i will be taking this class around the world i will be in winnipeg july 2013 lloydminster september 2013 ireland april 2014 And if you would like to host me in your city, please contact me. I would love to hear from you. For more information, go online at www.glenyce.net. Would you like to change the impossible in your life to possible? Book a one-to-one infinite possibility session with myself, Glenice Hughes, and I will invite you to access all your magic and possibilities beyond what you could have ever imagined possible. Is now the time to create a life beyond anything you've ever imagined? This session is available over the phone, in person, and using Skype. For more information, 
On this session or any of the others that I offer, please go online to www.glenyce.net. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back. So, yes, I went home and slept with all the lights on, including the lights in the basement where I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> it just it just felt better to me. I really, you know, wasn't afraid of the spirit world, but it had really surprised me, and I wasn't sure what else was going to happen. So I woke up that next morning, and I went back to that same doubt. It was like, there's no way that happened. I made it up. Um, I, I'm crazy. <laughs> My friend is crazy for believing me. You know, it was just, it was so much negative self-talk. And about an hour after I woke up, she phoned me. And she phoned me to thank me. Because it had literally changed her view on him, on what he was going through. You know, there's so much stigma or controversy or whatever the word is around suicide and people that choose that. And it was so comforting to her to know, you know, she knew without a shadow of a doubt that he was great and he was fine and he was still joking around like he did when he was here. And it was so comforting to her when I hung up, I thought, okay, I have to look at this a little bit more. I have to be willing to at least see what this was, even if it was just a joke and I was making it up or whatever. I really needed to explore it because there was something there. And I've always had the desire to create a change in people's lives or invite people into more. So that gave that to her (laughs) and I couldn't ignore it. So then I just played with it. I just played with it when I was doing it by this time. um, I started my own business doing Reiki and clinical hypnotherapy. I had no desire to ever let the world know that that happened by any means, but I was going to explore it for myself. And I had a couple friends that I shared it with that I knew would be fine with it. And and we played with it. And I really desired to have maybe more with people I didn't know. Because it's, it, I always tell the students that take the the development classes with me, 
the more that you work with people you don't know, the more your confidence will build. Because you can't doubt when you don't know and you give information and they can validate it. It's very easy to doubt, like I was with my friend, because I knew the situation. I knew what she had been through. So working with people you don't know is such a contribution if you're looking at expanding this for yourself. And so I just played. There was things on the internet that you could go in, kind of forums that you could go and play in. And I started working with people that way. I remember um, as I was playing more and more with it, again, not letting anybody know locally or within my business that I didn't know that would be okay with it. But I started doing the readings on um, eBay <laughs> for nine ninety nine. <laughs> And it was just, it was just what worked because it was my way of practicing. Not that I knew I was practicing, believe me, I had no plans on taking it further, but it was just really cool. And it was really cool to, to be in the energy of the spirits that were coming through for the people and seeing and feeling and experiencing what the other, what the people I was reading for, the change in them and the difference in them after they had that connection. Because even this many years later, so I've been doing it professionally for for um, 11 years now, even this many years later, that's still the number one question. People just want to know that their loved ones are okay. So when people come for a reading and they not only find out their loved ones are okay, they're happy, they're giving them signs that they're there, they are around, they are passing messages, then they leave with just that sense of possibilities that possibly when our physical body dies, we're still here in some form or another. And so a lot of the signs, what I would maybe call the common signs and symbols, is uh, feathers. Lots of times people will find a lot of feathers in different places, uh, dimes or coins. And so anybody who's on my messages from a Medium Facebook group will see that I posted a, a picture of a dime this afternoon because uh, I had requested that my team come and contribute to the radio show and, and to the listeners and to myself. And and I just asked for a sign that they would be here. And sure enough, I uh, had used the washroom Two hours later, went back to use it again. I'm the only one in the house, and there's a dime on the vanity. So it's like, thank you. And not only that, the dime was the year of my birth year. So they will leave coins, and, um, you know, I, there's no, <laughs> they can leave paper money, so don't be afraid to ask, you know, for hundreds or fifties or whatever you may like. Um, they love, and it's really easy for them to play with electricity. So they can play with digital clocks, computers, um, lights, flickering lights, anything with electrical. They can turn volumes up and volumes down. Uh, something that's connected to them. So, you know, let's say um, in my, my, um, my grandma collected owl figurines and... The last time I counted, and I've counted many times as a young child around her house, uh, the last time I counted, which was probably five years before she crossed over, she had over a thousand owl figurines in some form or another. And so I know now when I see an owl, 
that that's a hello from her. She's not the owl, <laughs> but she is bringing it to me as a hello to me. So she is letting me know. And there's a, a client whose sister collected elastic bands, so she knows when she finds elastic bands that it's a hello from her sister. So they'll use those things. Um, some spirits can go into your dreams at night. So when you dream at night of them, and you wake up and you feel like you really connected with them, that's a hello from them. But also please know that we can have dreams that are release dreams where we're just dreaming and, and getting rid of junk, so to speak. So if you've got grief or um, guilt or anything around their crossing, sometimes people will have a dream that is disturbing of their loved one. And what I tell people is is likely that's just a release dream for you and wasn't really them. You know a dream from them because usually you wake up, usually when you wake up you cry because it was so real in the dream that they were there and then you wake up and you remember that they're not. So it's just really being aware of that and knowing that they can do anything. I mean, these are just things that I've heard and experienced myself over and over and over again, but they can do so many things. Orbs are a really big thing right now where you can, in a picture, it looks like a water spot. Uh, or that's what, at least what it looks like to me. And on um, the Facebook group, Glenice Hughes Medium and so much more, I've got a whole photo album of people sending me pictures with orbs in them. So you can go and take a look at that and really see how cool it is. I mean, sometimes it can look like there's just a million of them. Sometimes there's just a huge one. I remember a couple of years ago, we had a, I facilitated a class and I had everybody stand together in a big group so I could take a picture and there was these two ladies who were standing side by side. And oddly enough, in the picture, they kind of, the way that they placed their bodies, it looked like there should have been somebody standing between them. Like just the space that they had there. It almost looked like they're both kind of turned inward, but there was space there. And sure enough, there was this big orb right there. So, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, they will do anything to let you know that they're with you. you know, it just It's just so much fun if you're willing to see what's really possible. You know, and I've had some really phenomenal stories. There was one, uh, this was a few years back, and she actually told me about this story because she was just so um, amazed by it. And her fiancé had died in a car accident. And... Of course, as we can all imagine, her life just felt useless and hopeless and all of her plans had changed and she didn't know what to do and didn't want to do it without him. So she actually decided that she was going to commit suicide and she didn't want to do it at the house for anybody who loved her to find her. She wanted to do it at a hotel so that the maid staff or somebody who didn't know her would find her. And she'd got a really heavy prescription from the doctor for um, sleeping. And so she didn't use them, but she took them all. So she packed that and her keys and her wallet and her purse. And that was all she was taking because when she was going to the hotel, she knew she didn't need anything else because she planned to walk in, check in, get in her room and take all of the pills and just be out of the pain. So... She said she checked her purse three times. She had everything she needed. 
she went and at the the hotel she was staying at was like a two-hour drive away because she really didn't want anybody that knew her to find her and she got to the hotel and checked in she says like she can remember shaking but she was so ready she was so done it was so unfair that he wasn't with her got into her hotel room got her glass of water went to her purse and the pills weren't there and she said she dumped the purse out she ripped the purse apart because she knew she checked three times she knew it was there she went out to her car she searched her car she did everything that she could and could not find the pills so she said she laid down and cried for she doesn't know how long got up checked out went back home um watched as she drove in to see if they had fallen fallen out of her purse got out of her car went into went into the um place where she had written all the letters to all of her loved ones and there was the pill bottle empty sitting amongst the letters and she just knew she knew it was him she knew it was him saying no no this isn't this isn't right and this isn't what you're supposed to do this isn't going to be kind to you or to anybody and she just sat down and cried and cried and she says that was probably for days <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later she she came and saw me and and uh I mean, it, it was so phenomenal to me because that's probably one of the most extreme stories that I've ever heard. I mean, I have worked with many people who come in and, of course, don't share with me that suicide's on their mind. But the loved one that I connect with on the other side is the one who comes through and says, tell them no. Tell them this is not their time. This is not, you know, and a lot of times people view it as a coping you know it's not something they're they are going to choose but it's something they think about as a coping mechanism um, and in her case she was willing to choose it and he was able to stop it and it's just phenomenal I saw her about a year later and it was just so incredible the change that it had made for her and she still you know was going through what all of us would go through there's the grief there's the sorrow there's the now what do I do there's all of that and she was willing to live and she was willing to live because she knew that he was there as, as a support for her. I always call them our teams. <laughs> you know, we have our teams that really, really consist of whoever it is that would like to be on them. So we've got, of course, our loved ones and depending what else you or who else you connect with. You know, in terms of, is there archangels that you connect with? Are there specific angels, fairies, um, mermaids, dolphins? I mean, there, there's so many different energies, and it just really depends what you connect with. Guides, um, there's so many different ones. And, and just having her know that he was there to that extent was such a contribution. And then one of the fun stories that I love to share, because it just, it just is so cool to me. Uh, this young gal had crossed over in an accident and her parents' farm and on the farm is a big um, yard light. 
And about a month before she crossed over, the yard light burnt out. And they were waiting for her to come home to visit. Um, I think she was away at school or something like that. So that um, dad could lift her up in the bucket of the tractor to change the bulb. (laughs) And um, anyway, she never got home. They never got to do that. And then she crossed over. The night of her funeral, they drove into the yard. It was dark. And they looked at each other and said, the light's on. So after being burnt out for a month, suddenly there's the light is on. And last I heard, it was still going strong. And the gift of that, from my point of view, was really the contribution that it was to her dad. Mum had faith. Mum had a knowing that there was more. And dad really couldn't see beyond that. He was really caught up in the sense that she was gone, it was over, and it was the worst thing ever. And whereas mom was willing to talk to her, willing to have conversations with her, willing to ask her for signs, dad wasn't there. And what this did for dad was opened him up. Because that same knowing that knowing energy in, in the psychic world, it's called claircognizant psychic knowing. Um, that same knowing went over him when he saw the light on. He knew that it was n- impossible for a light that had not been working for a month to suddenly start working. <laughs> and he knew it was her. He just knew it. And that gave him so much space and invited him into the possibilities And it wasn't going to be like it was for mom, who had that all the time, but it at least opened the door for him. And I think another really cool story would be in my own life, and I'll go back to the owls, is I was driving home from a a small town in Saskatchewan, and I was really distraught. This was probably nine, nine or so years ago. I was really distraught. And I was talking to my grandma. And I just, if I can, I can talk out loud. You know, if I, or if I can, I talk out loud to my team. If not, I talk in my mind. They have told me over and over and over and over that it doesn't matter to them. It's just sometimes for me, I really feel a lot more like I'm speaking to them if it's out loud. But please know you can do it however works for you. And I was really distraught with something that was going on in my life. And I'm talking away with her and I'm just like, you know, Graham, I just need you to, I just need to know that you're here. I need to know that you're helping. And I need to know that I'll get to the other side of this. <laughs> and then I was, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, sunshiny day. And I look up on a power pole and there's an owl. <laughs> and I was like, wow. That is so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I just felt so much better. I drove however much farther, not very much farther. Boom. There's another one. I'm like, wow, Graham, thank you. That's really cool. For the next hour, I saw 13 owls. (laughs) I was so grateful. I was just so, so grateful to know that 
she was there and that she was letting me know that she was there. And I know some people have, you know, the issues with owls and what they, what they represent. And for me, because of her, it is, it is a sign from her for me and it just feels so good. And now I think it's so cool that owls have really become back in style. So here we are with, you know, I can walk into any store and see owl figurines and what I always tell people with signs and symbols is not to believe that every leaf that blows by is a spirit trying to get your attention. And don't disregard it if you have an awareness that there's something more for you. Because it really is usually so light you know, they don't often start with the big stuff. If they need to, sometimes they'll get there, absolutely. And often it really is just light ways that let us know, like a dime on the counter. I could have easily said, oh, no, that must have been there this morning. It must have been my husband's. He set it out there, uh, you know, and talked myself out of it. And what does it hurt to, to step into the possibilities of it? That's what I tell people with doubt. What's the value of doubting? What if you trusted that that was a sign from them? How much change could that create in your life if you were to just open up to the possibility? doesn't mean you have to do anything with it, but just open up to the possibility that maybe, maybe it was. As if it, if you open up to the possibilities, you shift your energy in a way that enables them to do so much more. You know, one of the ways that so many spirits show in readings that they are connecting with their loved one is by tickling their head. And so often it feels like you're scratching a lot or, you know, they've often, the, the spirit has said to them, like, you don't have lice. It's really just me touching you. You know, and it's not until they are told that, that it's them that they really put it together. So I wonder what's, what your team is doing in your life to let you know that they're there. So we're going to head to a break. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about signs and symbols. I'm also going to share five ways that you can connect more with your team. So I look forward to talking to you soon. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Have you been looking for ways to change your money situation? Join me, Glenice Hughes, for a free global teleclass, Secrets to Living a Rich, Abundant, and Wealthy Life. You can listen online, on your phone, or download the recording to listen later. It will be live on Tuesday, July 23rd, 7 p.m. Mountain, 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to www.globalteleclass.com. You'll find my direct link to sign up under Personal Development. 
Are you willing to have it all? Would you like to tap into the magic the universe has available for you? Taking the five days to change Access Consciousness core classes can assist you with this and so much more. It offers tools that work to change what you'd like to change, support you in creating what you'd really like to create, and invites you to a life you've always known was possible. What if you could do this in the tropical sunshine and beautiful beaches of Mexico? Starting November 8th to 12th, I will be facilitating five days to change in Los Cabos, Mexico. You can find more information on my webpage at www.glenice.net. That's www.glenice.net. If you could change anything in your life as if by magic, what would it be? We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit www.glenice.net. That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back. All right, so what I wanted to talk a little bit more about in terms of the signs and symbols is asking for signs and symbols from your team and what I've always suggested to people is to leave it open it's not that you have to but if you say you know the only way that I'll know that you're here is if you leave a pink rose on my bedside table on the third Tuesday of every month (laughs) I'm not saying it's not possible for them to do that I just wonder how much more you could receive if you were open to everything they can do. Because as odd as it sounds, it's, it's like us here. We have gifts, talents, and abilities. And when we cross over, we have gifts, talents, and abilities. And so for some, some spirits, it's really easy for them to come in dreams or to leave coins or to, um, you know, bring an owl as a hello, whatever it might be. And so if you get really specific and it's not something that they can do easily, then I just find that limits what you could really experience. So always use what works for you, but I do always suggest to people, just ask, ask them to bring you signs. And you could say, bring me three signs today. You know, what would it take for you to bring me three signs by the end of the day? And then just be open to what they are. And, Again, if that doubt comes in, what's the worst thing that would happen if you did trust it? Nothing. You might just open up to more possibilities. 
and you can use your awareness, of course. You know, your, your awareness, if you do see a dime on the floor and you think, oh, this is, you know, this is a hello from so-and-so or from my team, and that feels heavy to you energetically or it doesn't feel right, then always follow that. You know, as opposed to when you find one and you go, oh, yeah, and it feels really light and expansive, then follow that. You know, I do a, a weekly newsletter where I, I do just random connections with whoever wants to come in from the spirit world. And I've really kind of asked the, the spirits who want to come through just to really make it easy for me in terms of timing. So they give me initials and and just a, a short message. So often people will email me and say, hey, those are my initials. Is that message for me? And I just say back to them, you know what? If it, If it resonated, if when you read it, there was something that happened for you, it's for you. You know, it's, it's, it's an energetic thing. There's a lot of people that say, hey, I saw that my initials there, but that doesn't make sense to me. And it like, w- what was that message about? It's like that it's not for you. But if you feel and I've even had people email say, I broke up crying, and I don't know why. And is that for me? Well, <laughs> yes, it's for you. So please use your awareness with what they're bringing you also. So I want to go through just five little tips so that for any of you listening that you would like a stronger connection, whether you would just like it with your team or whether you want to play with the possibilities of the spirit world for others, however that looks for you. Number one, and I talked about this in the first segment, be present. Because if you aren't present, you will miss so much of what they are gifting you. So if you're, you know, just sitting quietly be really present and don't get mad at yourself when you go off and onto something else. You know, just bring yourself back. And I don't use multiplication tables anymore. I have um, I have got to the place with it where I can just do it naturally. But I do look at the floor. So if you ever have a reading with me in person, uh, you'll see that I stare at the floor. And I actually let people know that ahead of time so that they don't wonder what I'm doing. But it's just, it's a lot more easy for me to stay present looking at nothing than if I'm looking at, you know, let's say the person that I'm reading for, and I might get distracted with their hair color if they've got pretty earrings on or whatever. So I just stare at the floor. And that's how it's really easy for me to to stay present. Uh, and then ask, 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 ask for what you would like. You know, that, that is such a big step. So many people say, oh, I want to, I want to be connected to my team or I want this or I want that. Be like, cool. Did you ask them? (laughs) You know, ask them and not from a place of powerlessness. So this is really important from my point of view, because it's something that I did for years is that I gave the spirit world more power than me. And it doesn't have that. The spirit world doesn't have any more power than you give it. And so it's different than having a team and connecting with them and asking for signs and having fun. Then sometimes people say, oh, you know what? My spirit guide said I can't choose this and I have to do this. That is not appropriate from my point of view. Now, if you have a different point of view, cool. Uh, But from my point of view, you are the power in your life. So it is fine to ask for signs or ask for them to give you some some insight or some awareness around things and and help you with that but in terms of letting something or someone else make choices for you or live your life or you live it based on them that is um just doesn't work in my world (laughs) uh number three expanding energetically Often what people do when they are nervous or they really want something to happen is they constrict. 
So really constricting the energy. And what happens in that is that it's difficult then for the spirit world to connect. So I'm going to go through a short exercise here so that all of you can can get a feeling, if you would like to do this, of expanding. So if you're driving, you can do it with your eyes open. Otherwise, for the rest of you, just close your eyes and become really aware of your body. Become aware of your toes, up your ankles, up your legs, your hips, up to your shoulders, down your arms fingertips, up your neck, up to the top of your head. Just energetically fill your entire body. And now expand that energy into the room that you're in. So energetically you're touching everything and everyone within that room. And even if you're not quite sure... Know that the moment I say it, you've done it. In fact, you're so brilliant, I don't even have to say it and you've done it. Uh, And now go into the building or the house that you're in. So expand energetically to all the outside walls, the basement, the roof, and everything in between. So that you're touching everything energetically. And now go out into the city that you're in, or the countryside, or the town. And energetically going around and out and in and through. So you're becoming one with everything. And expand into your country. So energetically going all the way north, all the way south, all the way west, all the way east. And now allow yourself to expand energetically into the entire world. So that you are one with everything and everyone right from the core of Mother Earth to the bright, beautiful sky. And now expand energetically into the universe and go a million miles farther than that and a million miles farther than that and a million miles farther than that. And from that space, just open your eyes. Just expand energetically any time you wish to connect. And any time you wish to have more space in your life, you know, the more expanded you are energetically, the more possibilities you will create. And the really cool thing with expanding energetically is that when you expand like that, you can't judge. You can't judge you. You can't judge others. So if you find you're kind of in that um, hamster wheel of judgment, expand. Just keep expanding because you have to constrict to judge. So just expand. Just expand and play with it. Tip number four is to play, play, play. This is, this is fun. The spirit world can be fun. You can play with it and play with yourself. Have fun with it in the sense that, you know, anything is possible. So, you know, I I talked earlier of them not being, you know, not putting a red or pink rose on your nightstand. It is possible. I actually remember one story. This was a really cool one, too. Um, And I actually had nothing to do with it. It was just a gal who told me, my massage therapist was telling me that her um, client was going through a really tough time. And when she came out of the session, they sat down at the table for her to have the client to have a glass of water. And the massage therapist just handed her a deck of angel cards and said, you know what, why don't you pick one? And she picked one and it talked about feathers and, and uh, finding when she finds feathers to know that everything is going to be okay and that she's got help from angels and stuff like that. 
And then the client, as she's leaving, she says, oh, no, I forgot to get my jewelry. So she went back into the massage room to get her jewelry. (laughs) And there on the table right beside her jewelry was a huge, like, six-inch feather. (laughs) I mean, how cool is that? So just knowing that you've got that sort of, you know, they can do anything. So really being open to that possibility. And the number five is knowing that you can. And if you have to think about me to know that you can, please do that. Because I didn't know I could either. And I know most of you, whether this is the first time you've interacted with me or you've known me a few years, but only as a a medium, uh, please know there was a time I wasn't. Please know there was a time that I was telling, you know, didn't even know a person could uh, unless they were born with it. And, And so really know that you can. Know that you can. The only thing that creates it so that you can't is you telling you that you can't. So I wonder what could change if you were willing just to play with the possibilities, just to know that you can and know that it's going to be different for each and every one of us. You know, there's things, of course, that I facilitate in the classes that people can use to expand their awareness and and play with it a little bit differently and know that you have your special, unique way. Every one of us does. So when we try to kind of fit into a certain way, what you end up doing is really blocking the possibilities. So lots of times people will come to my classes and say, oh, okay, well, I can only hear things, but I really want to see things. It's like, you know what, why not just really play with what you've got? And those other senses will come in. But often we were, we've used them all our life, so we don't think they're any great big thing. But if you acknowledge that you are a knower or you are a seer or you're a feeler or you're a hearer, whatever words you want to use, if you acknowledge that, then you really, really can create more of it. And then those other senses will come in. So just just to let you know that it's possible and to know to know that you can. Just to step into that space of possibilities. And please walk away from this knowing that you're the power in your life. As fun as it can be to play with the spirit world, you're still the power in your life. And so I'm so honored and grateful that you joined me today. I so appreciate it. I am just so happy to be here and be sharing everything, my story with you. I am honored, absolutely honored. And next week, I have Miss Blossom Benedict coming on, and we will be talking about her journey into the space of no judgment and total allowance of herself which really has changed every area of her life and she uses the tools from access consciousness so we're going to be discussing that i know she will be sharing tools with us that she used and tools that you can take into your own life and and step into more possibilities so once again thank you so much and i look forward to having you join me next week Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenise Hughes for another edition of our program next week. Mm-hmm.